and welcome to the Tomato Sauce Podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things promotional marketing and how that fits into your world of marketing. My name is Zach Lord, and this week's episode is all about winter and how people are marketing in winter 2020. Stick around to see if Tamara and I prefer winter or summer. Cool, 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 cool. Welcome to another week sitting here in the Red Tomato office with Tamara Brichich. Tamara, it's a Wednesday. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. You either get people that love hump days or hate them. I've had people that have said to me, happy Monday. And I don't really think that happy Monday is a thing. It might, it might be to some people, but. Yeah, I think it's more of a happy hump day or happy I've I got happy pre Friday last week. Yeah, happy Friday Eve on a Thursday. Friday Eve. I Friday like Eve, yeah. Use that guilty abusing that a bit. Yep, absolutely. So <laughs> this week's episode is all about winter. We're right in the thick of things. I was so excited a couple of weeks ago when we passed the winter solstice because I absolutely love summer, but winter takes up three months of the year. It's a quarter of the year. It's worth having a mention, isn't it? Definitely. Like I am not a fan of winter besides being able to gorge yourself on the warm, wintry foods like a hot, hot pie or something like that, but I'm not a winter gal. So yeah, definitely. This is my podcast through and through, really. <laughs> <laughs> who better who better to explain winter than two people who much prefer summer? Exactly. Anyway, look, we'll get we'll get right into it. We had um, two questions this week that uh, we wanted to answer for everyone for promotional marketing, but also marketing as a whole. And I think to start off with, given our first podcast, it'd be worth mentioning. It'd be worth asking what's different. This winter, then every other winter since about <laughs> 1918 or whenever it was when the Spanish flu pandemic happened and Victoria and New South Wales had to close their borders for the last time. Other than that, what's been different? I suppose we um, having a chat in the office here earlier. It's, as always, it's cold in the southeast, but it's warm everywhere above New South Wales border. What's been different for you this winter, Tamara? Well, I mean, outside of the obvious, like we're just not going out at the moment. So my winter's predominantly just me at home in trackies and Ugg boots and uh, a lot of Netflix nights and PlayStation for my husband, Dane. So it's, uh, I guess that's a little bit different for us in terms of, I feel like my, my rotation of kind of life is just kind of in the office, nice, nice and cozy. And then at home, nice and cozy. So, you know, really not really kind of getting out in winter going out for dinner, putting some some nice heavy coats on and some nice big boots. So that's that's been very different for us, I guess, in this kind of post-COVID world that we're living in at the moment. Not even post-COVID. Melbourne's going through that. <laughs> Melbourne's going through that again. Like Chad, I was chatting with one of my hospitality clients recently and them as a, as a marketing message and also as a sort of hospitality message, they're going against what is their core culture to welcome people in and having to say to people after an hour and a half, two hours, hey, you got to skedaddle. Yeah. you got to get out of here so we can get more people in. So people are trying, needing to learn a completely different culture and a completely different mindset to what they've been used to. We've been so used to like using the hospitality industry to, to keep people in and to give them a warm welcome, but now it's sort of like welcome, stay one and a half metres away from me. <laughs> and wash, get out. <laughs> and wash your hands and then, and then get out. Exactly. And for someone like me, I have like severe 
anxiety around making sure we get somewhere on time. We have a booking. We're not going to be waiting in line. So for someone like me to go out, I'm like, oh, my gosh, are they going to kick us out? after? What happens if we don't get our food in two hours? <laughs> I'm also a hypochondriac. But <laughs> no, it, it's a very different lifestyle. I think we're all living at the moment and, yeah, turning into a very, like you can imagine, imagine, you know, having a beautiful dinner and then having a, a scared young waiter come over and tell you that you have to finish. I'm sorry. Like, you're Finish the beer. It's time to go. Oh, don't get me started. I'm missing <laughs> One thing that's changed in the sort of marketing world is because we're, and we touched on it last week, nobody's doing events at the moment. We've just seen the NRL come back. The AFL's come back, although they've all had to leave Victoria and have their hubs all around yeah. um, all around the East Coast and um, I think some in South, South Australia too possibly. Anyway, but there's so many events that have been cancelled. So marketers are now scrambling to use what they've currently got. Their budgets have been frozen mm. and still trying to track the same amount of leads and, the same, and generate the same amount of impressions, generate the same amount of brand awareness as we had six, 12 months ago exactly. with next to no budget, next to no events, and people were being stood down, made redundant, people working less hours, reduced hours, less days, everything everything along those lines. So what's the biggest challenge that you're hearing at the moment in the marketplace for the marketers that you're speaking with tomorrow? Yeah, I, like, I think you've hit kind of the nail on the head in what you were just mentioning in terms of there's this fine line between like people are losing their jobs, but at the same time to... I guess in effect really help the company grow and to change the effects of what we've seen happen. You know, we need to get people out there and we need to get sales up and we need to, you know, ultimately help our clients, our, our marketing professionals, our HR, our events. We need to get them kind of back on track to building a lot of excitement around it. So I am hearing conversations around how to change it up but at the same time, how to be effective in that and, you know, how to make sure that what they're doing is really going to have a return on investment. So, you know, being able to show people the strategy behind, you know, something that they're looking into or whether it's promotional merchandise or any kind of campaign they're working on, you know, what is the return on investment going to be? So then you can justify the costs that are associated with that really. And that's absolutely crucial, especially now more than ever, is justifying the return on investment that you have for not only your promotional marketing, but all type of marketing that you're doing. Anything that's going to cost the business that you work mm-hmm. for money has to have some sort of return on investment back to the business. And the most crucial part that everyone is looking at at the moment is maintaining sales, yeah. increasing sales, trying not to fall into this trap of, oh, no, we don't have anything, which, as you can see, when <laughs> flights stop, stop when, yeah. when flights stop, those businesses closed down. Virgin is now being sold to, to someone else. Many, 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 many people get stood down, made yeah. redundant, and you lose all of that momentum. And there'll be a time where we'll be able to fly again and everyone will want to book a trip to Bali and book a trip to Europe. But until then, the core marketing strategy, the core marketing objective has to be to provide qualified leads yeah. for the sales team to be reaching out to and growing the sales or at least maintaining the sales. Yeah. And that may mean stepping into new marketplaces, new industries, reaching out to new people. But because we're not doing the events, we're not doing the trade shows, we're not doing the conferences, we're not generating those leads anymore. So there's a big gap there yeah i think it's yeah like how you reach how are you changing the way you reach out to these people we're usually dropping by their office we're usually you know like i said 
generating or, or capturing leads at events and at conferences and stuff like that. And yeah, how, how to fill that gap now in terms of, well, we used to do it this way, but obviously that can't happen. So, you know, what do we do now? And I feel like a lot of, a lot of marketing teams are probably in that position. Do you add to this mountain of digital kind of virtual conversations that are going out there and how to really cut through all of your competitors as well and doing that? One thing that I was working on recently for a client was um, this is looking in the future, but you can absolutely utilize it right now too. So looking towards a, an exhibition, I think it's sometime early next year. Still the core goal for any sort of, or the 90% of, of trade shows that you attend, the core goal is to generate leads, yeah. generate qualified leads that your sales team can either reach out to then and there or for marketing then to be able to nurture for however long until you can convert them. Mm. So. One idea I've had, and, you can, and please reach out to Tamara and I <laughs> if you want to if you want to look at this because I think this I think this is a fantastic idea. If you're providing value to your clients or to your customers or to your prospects somehow, they will share with you information that they otherwise wouldn't share with you if you're offering no value. Mm. That's why when you go onto a lot of websites and they say, "Oh, sign up for our free ebook." They also take a bit of your, they, they take your name, they take your email address, they take your phone number, yeah. usually along those lines. So you're, you're providing them something and they'll provide you something. One thing that we're seeing in the marketplace is that a lot of people looking to still generate the same amount of leads, but not having those events in person. So we're hearing a lot of um, conferences, events, trade shows are now happening online. How can you still reach those people and engage with those people without spending a spending too much money or without seeing them in person the one thing one thing that we've seen is gamifying that process yeah so looking at spin to win wheels looking at your giveaways trivia days trivia questions where you can hand out merchandise and people that sign up for those have to provide a, an email address name phone number to be able to, to concentrate on that you can keep them going as well if you made it over a certain period. So sign up for our, to give you an example, sign up for um, our trivia giveaway. Each way we'll be asking one question a week or mm-hmm. 10 questions a week. After the four weeks that we'll run it, the person with the most questions right wins X, Y, Z. Yeah. Wins this prize. Second place wins this prize. Yeah. yeah. And you tear it like that. So you're offering the value back to them. You're gamifying it. It's fun. Everyone loves a pub trivia night. If you can't go to pub trivia and drink beer, at least you can drink beer and do a brand trivia, we'll call it, at home. But one thing I'm working on next year is definitely looking at like the spin to win wheels, which I think is a fantastic idea. Big chocolate wheel like you see in casinos, like you used to see at Cracker Nights many, many, many years ago when we used to have those. A lot of prizes that are small prizes and then a couple of, High value. High value prizes. Yeah. That you go, oh, hell yeah, I want to win one of those bad boys. <laughs> and I think it's a good way, like you said, kind of looking at it for now and in the future. And I can't remember if we touched on this last week, but it was, it's also a way that we're seeing people engage online by gamifying online still and still being able to generate those leads. You know, you've got a big online conference or online event, it's going to take you pretty much all day. There's usually a break somewhere in the middle, but Get your attendees engaged and get them, you know, really invested in the conference that they're attending by gamifying it. Have a, yeah, like Zach said, have a quiz, have a trivia and have a few high value gifts that are, you know, that are drop shipped out to clients at the end of it. 
They were like a Willy Wonka style competition yeah, as well. I yeah. just, I just um, rediscovered the chocolates. Uh, what was it? What's it, what's it called? Um, I only watched. I only watched Charlie and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> recently. Like the old Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Golden Ticket, the Golden, I think golden ticket. ticket. Having something like that, like I think something like that now is nowadays would be so fun. Definitely get you know get drop ship it out to all of your attendees. And whoever wins the golden ticket, you know, can uh, Re- rediscover. Yeah, that's get a get a prize, that's get a discount, right. something yeah. something along those lines. Show some value back to them, and everyone loves chocolate too. If they don't win, they've got a chocolate exactly. bar. Exactly, some will eat it. <laughs> but that brings us sort of nicely onto our second, the second question for the show, which is how can I use winter to surprise and delight my clients? You can send them chocolate bars. You can yeah. have a trivia night with them, but. There'll be a lot of marketers listening to this that are going, well, I'm B2B or I'm B2C. How do I reach those different people, business to business? How do I reach them business to customers? Mm. We were having a think about this earlier on. And there's for, B, for your B2B companies that are also reach, that are reaching out to other businesses, it's a really good time to, to thank them yeah. for either their support, thank them for their their business, mm-hmm. thank them for the relationship that, that you've built across them, but also personalise that gift, that message to them. And there's a lot of items. One one trend that we're seeing at the moment is personalisation is, yeah. me- I mean, it's mega with digital marketing, it's mega with email marketing, you get retargeted for every second page <laughs> that you look at now. But personalisation with gifts, with something tangible that you hold in your hands is... Above and beyond, next, next level, next level, level fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. To, to give everyone an example, one of our suppliers recently sent us all in the mm. Red Tomato office uh, a little gift in the mail. Yeah. And each notebook that we received, the gift was it was a notebook. It was a couple of bags of tea, stickers, and a bit of information about the, about the supplier and a cookie bit and of, a cookie. Bit of snack for you. And a, <laughs> a bit of sugar. Each notebook that we received had um, each of our. Initials. Yeah, debossed. I've got mine sitting right in front of me, and I'm getting halfway through this notebook that's got my my initial, and it's so small. Like it's not so small, but it's it's really it's discreet. It's really discreet, but I know it's there, and it feels so special. And for something that you know, we we see personalization a lot in our roles, but then to get it myself, like it was it was such a nice surprise and delight. And like I said, I'm halfway through the notebook and I'm a little bit upset that it's gonna finish soon and then I'm gonna I'm gonna be done with this beautiful notebook. So like to be on the receiving end of it was just this like such an awesome and yeah, like Zach said, a few little tea bags and it was really just a simple message of thank you for your support. Like, you know, we're here for you you know, reach out if, if you need any help. So it's, it's yeah, it's a really nice message to be delivering. It just has to be that, hey, we're not looking for your business right now. We're here for you when you need it. Yeah. And providing something that's going to help the, your customers through this period as well. Yeah. So you don't have to be B2C to provide you with other businesses that you're working with with something that they can use throughout this period. Yeah. We all need we all need different things. There are a lot of people that are still working from home. There are people that are on lockdown at the moment. Exactly. And there are people that are back in the office and there are people that never left exactly. the office exactly. as well. So there's a lot of really good promotional marketing items out there that people can use for reaching out to people, yeah. providing them with a gift that they absolutely love and adore, mm-hmm. adding value to their already hectic lives. Definitely, definitely. And put a fun spin on it, like make it – Make it a fun, I guess, you know, looking at something like, okay, well, most of your 
customers working from home at the moment, cool, you know, get them to sign up and send them some branded ISO sweats, like a matching tracky hoodie combo that everyone, it's, it's like, it's like when McDonald's did their Big Mac onesie and people went nuts over it. And you're just like, it's a onesie with Big Macs on it, really? <laughs> but there is such gold behind like fun little brand tribe kind of things that you can build with stuff like that. So, you know, like Zach was saying earlier in terms of gamifying stuff, is it a matter of reaching out, hey, we want to send you a little gift, let us know what your size is and we'll send you out a hoodie, you know, fun branding and just keep them engaged and it works really nicely into, you know, we know you might be at home, so I hope this comes in handy, I hope this keeps you warm. So, yeah. The ultimate goal of surprising and delighting your clients, your customers, is to make them smile. Yeah. Make them smile when they receive this box. They go, who's this from? They open it up. There's a nice little card from you, a couple little gifts, and it makes them smile. That's, that's, that's your goal. Exactly. And then and the icing on top of that or the cherry on top of that icing <laughs> is that they would, they'll send you an email. They'll give you a call. Hey, I got this little package from you. Thank you so yeah. much. Really, really appreciate it. And suddenly you turn them from a customer into an advocate for you. Exactly, exactly right. As far as B2C companies who are selling direct to, to, to end users generally, thinking about this, a lot of it's around sort of my thoughts were gift with, gifts with purchase. Yeah. It's always a tongue twister. I never get it right. There's too many, <laughs> there's too many th- 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 <laughs> in that. With the theme gift with purchases, I'm looking at things like, Socks, beanies, coffee mugs, yeah. tracky pants is a fantastic yeah. one they have before too. <laughs> Hoodies, those sort of items that are going to add value to people's lives as they're working from home. People are doing more online shopping now. Yeah. You're being forced to buy the items that you would otherwise go to a retailer, go to the shops. Yeah. Being, not being forced. Some people prefer <laughs> buying their stuff from the comfort of their own home. <laughs> But then offering that, that gift with purchase, like, hey, if you buy this item with us if you, or if you spend over a certain amount, spend over $100 with us, we'll give you this hoodie. Exactly. If you spend over $50 with us, we'll give you this a pair of socks Yeah. with your brand on it. So I think using the, using the winter, I was about to call it the winter break, but it's not really the winter break, the winter period to- Winter um, wonderland. The winter wonderland. <laughs> and we'll get some snow in the background <laughs> as a GWP, but I think- Merchandise can be also be used as a really good way to recoup a loss in sales through this period as well. Definitely. Um, I'm seeing a lot, and going back to the hospitality thing, are we, are we just missing pubs? Is that what it is? I think are it is. Going to pub? That's what we're missing. We can go out to <laughs> Sorry, Melbourne. But what I've seen a lot of pubs, bars, clubs, restaurants doing is commoditizing the merchandise and selling, yeah. them, and selling their merchandise. Yeah. Now, where generally it was just a, a giveaway that they would have or something they would do ad hoc, mm-hmm. we're actually selling that merchandise. So what it's also doing is it's not just brands that are just adding, oh, this is my brewery or this is my microbrewery's mm-hmm. logo onto a shirt. They're getting creative with the designs. And I sort of dig that because <laughs> I went to I was, this time last year, I was in the Barossa Valley and we stopped off at one of these little wineries. Yeah. Paid five dollars, did the did the tour. Yeah, no no dramas, all good. But then I saw this sick, like <laughs> awesome jumper on the side, yeah. and I was like, I've got to have that. I have to have that. I've got to have that. And I don't know. And, and we we all working. We work in promo here. We know, and we're also we're such sticklers for promo that we yes. see outside of our world. And we go, you know, oh. what a team, you know. 
what a good quality T-shirt is. <laughs> you know what a good quality T-shirt is? You go, oh, that's the that's the K715. Yeah. I, know where, I know exactly where to get that, <laughs> that one from. But this jumper was fantastic. It had a really cool design, really cool logo, and I wear that at least once a week when I go out. And how powerful is that to have someone go, I want that when it's your branding on it? Like, you yeah. know, something as simple as a jumper. Yeah. And I think as well, like, We've seen a really consistent theme about how Australians support Australians, especially with small businesses and keeping like keeping them going and just having, I was in a cafe the other day and I noticed they had some merch on the wall and just the amount of people that were questioning over the merchandise, having a look at it and then purchasing it just because they wanted to show support and add any way that they can to keeping companies or cafes like that open. It was really awesome to see. So, like, it's a really powerful thing as well to see people come through and go, you know what, I may only be buying a $4 coffee, but let me show, show you my support by also buying a you know $25 shirt or a $50 jumper or something like that. Or value adding with the with $30 keep cut. Yeah, that's right. That yeah. As well. Yeah. Like for, for those out there that are still working, like, you know, you, you do have this sense of I want to give back in any way that I can mm-hmm. and you're still getting something out of it. So. And the impressions that that builds from yeah. that, from that event, like, or sorry, from the, from the purchase, mm. like, I remember maybe half of the wineries that I went to, yeah. a few less the yeah. further in the afternoon <laughs> that we got. The more wines, wines you had. But there's one that I remember because I've got the jumper of it. Yeah. There's yeah. others because I've got the wine sitting underneath. They've got sitting in a wine rack at home as well. But I've got one jumper from that whole trip that That's I remember. Right. And I think people underestimate how long people actually keep clothing for. Like, so did yeah. you ever go through your closet and you're like, oh, right, I've had this for like, Five, ten years. years. Yeah. And I'm still so fond over it. Like I'll wear this over something brand new that I've bought, you know, in the last month. So there is a lot of power behind apparel, especially when it's fun and it's got sentiment as well. I want to throw a quick question at you. What's the longest piece of merch, the longest time that you've held a piece of merchandise for? I'm a stickler for like obviously being in this industry, like I, once I find something good, I cannot let it go. And for some weird reason, it's always around pens, especially. Weird. But I am also big for apparel when it comes to kind of like travel shirts, hotel shirts, it doesn't matter if I only wear it to bed, I'll keep it forever. (laughs) What about yourself? I remember this many, many years ago, I used to have, because I'm a, I'm a Supercars fan, so I always used to get the weekend, I'd glue myself to the TV, I'd watch Supercars all weekend. Years ago, I had a Castrol cap, just a black Castrol yeah. cap, screen, screen print on the front, snap back, <laughs> snap back that I wore to death. Exactly. Every time I was out in the sun, I wore to death. I had it for about, I was broke about four or something where I got it. I don't even remember where I got it. And then I had that probably for about, Every day I'd wear it to school for about six See? years or so. Tearing at the front <laughs> and it was ripped and everything. And but it still wore but I still wore it because that had that had the sentimental value to me. And it could have been a retail it could have been a retail cap, it could have been anything, but that was that yeah. was my castrol cap. That's right. So and, and I love and I love that cap. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a friend at home? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just in the in the bits and pieces yeah. that it is twenty years on now. Yeah. yeah. No, Stinky. Not, <laughs> that's probably what did it was the washing. <laughs> but definitely, yeah. A good way to surprise and delight your clients, gifts with purchases mm-hmm. for your B2C clients. 
And offering your merchandise as a commodity, as a value add yeah. to something that people can purchase. B2B companies definitely looking at personalization yeah. for those as well. You know exactly who your clients you are. To, yeah. you, know who your, you know who your prospects are mm-hmm. and providing products that are going to help people through, that period, through this period too. That brings us on to the rush order. I would do a drum roll. You're going to do a drum roll. you break the microphone. <laughs> New microphone. Who dis? You recognize and that? Today we're swapping seats. So I'll be asking the questions and Zach will be under the spotlight. The pump. So the pump. basically just word association, fancy word association, rush <laughs> order. We love those 24-hour jobs. Exactly. Get them through. So All right. fire away. First one, beanies. Ooh. Woolly. Ooh. Socks. Socks. Colourful. I've got a couple of colourful socks. And I, and, I like the, and, I, and I like them. Yeah. I'm wearing I'm wearing my winter woolly socks at the moment that I'm not gonna show and that I'm not gonna show anyone. I hope fun socks never go out of fashion. Because I secretly like I wish I was a boy just so I could wear like kind of corporate suit pants and then fun socks. And then you'd be like, I've I've got my suit on. But I'm no, wearing no, my city socks. Exactly. Um, okay, so we digress. Yeah. Next one. Puffer jackets. Puffer jackets. Back in fashion. Yeah. You can hyphenate that, but they're, but they're right back in fashion. They I really think, are. Puffer jackets. Like I'm seeing, seeing them everywhere. People are moving away from the bomber jackets and the soft shell jackets. And they yeah. come right back to the puffer jackets. Yeah. They never left. Everyone Days. though. Like it's not, it's every age, gender. Like. The puffer jacket doesn't discriminate. No, exactly. And lucky last, scarves. Scarves. Snow. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably associate with them with that. Snow or soccer? Because I've got a couple of I've got a couple of scarves. I've got a Liverpool scarf and a Wanderers scarf. Surprised you didn't go footy game. Footy game, yeah. Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry that my word association wasn't up to scratch. That's right. Do you want to go back and do it again? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Do it again. Give me more time this time. Don't put me on a on a clock. Exactly. It brings us to our quote of the week. And the quote of the week, and I always struggle with names, but I'm going to try this. Maya Angelou, you can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. So it's all it's all about growing. You're never going to run out of creativity. And I guess, you, I guess, like, as creative individuals ourselves, you do sometimes get that fear of you're like, oh, my gosh, I've got to up my previous most creative idea. I've got to yeah. make it even better. I've got to level up now. And you always manage to get it done. So yeah. there's no limit to, to your creativity. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you. Tamara, our tip of the week for this week. Cool. So promo goes where we can't. When we can't meet in person, we can deliver gifts to our clients. Exactly what we're talking about with how to surprise and delight your Definitely. clients, but also what's different. This winter compared to other winters. Yeah. We're not having trade shows in person. We've got bugger all people who are going to the to the footy and the various sports that are on at the moment. How can we reach those people? Promo. Definitely. If we're looking to surprise and delight our clients at the moment, we can't take them out for a business lunch. Mm-hmm. We can't take them out for a dinner. We can't take them to a corporate box at the at the footy or at the hockey or at whatever sport's going on as well. Yeah. Promotional marketing again can step in and fill that role where people and the face-to-face mm. uh, meetings can't take place. Promo can definitely. That wraps us up for another week, Tamara. Thank you very much for your time at this Wednesday afternoon, this hump day afternoon. You were going to say Friday. I was going to say I was going to say Friday. It felt like a Friday because I feel like this is a Friday thing, but it's That's not. Right. But anyway, we'll cut <laughs> it from there. Chink chink. That's all we have time for this week. 
If you like anything you've heard today, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and connect with us on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time.